Okay. <clears throat> Praise God. Praise the Lord. Good to see everyone. Good to see you. I'm going to take the opportunity to to say good evening to Jeannie Detterman. She's all recovered. And we're all happy because we've been missing you. You're looking good. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, that goes for everyone else of you. So good to see you tonight. Did you have a good day? Yeah? Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, how about if we just come together in prayer, just believing, trusting the Lord that he has more understanding for each of us. You know, he wants to simplify our lives, make things easier for us to, um, to walk with him, to walk with one another, to receive from him what he has made available, you know. He came to give us life. And I like what the Amplified Bible says something about that we might enjoy life. To the fullest, and it says the lid overflows. So, praise God, if you haven't been there yet, then your best is yet to come. And if you've been there, then there's more. Amen? So, Father God, we just thank you. We give you glory. We count it such an honor. The greatest honor of our lives, Lord, is to know you, to have been made new creatures by you, so that we can have fellowship unhindered with you. The greatest honor that we have ever received, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Lord, we come before you tonight with our hearts, with our Bibles, and Lord, with the faith that you have created in us, believing that you have words of life for each one of us. You will increase us. Thank you, Father that there's increase for each one of us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I like that simple song we used to sing years ago. The greatest thing in all my life is knowing you. Remember, we used to... Uh, the good thing about having devotional time with the Lord, you can sing that to him anytime you want to. <laughs> and... Um, he doesn't even find fault if you don't, don't sing too, too uh, impressively. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Well, would you, um, let's see, would you open your Bibles again to Proverbs 18.14? I'm going to read that one in the, in the Amplified Classic today. We'll just stay there just a little bit and then continue. I like that word continue. I think Jesus noted, uh, loved it too because he said, if you continue in my word, 
he said, then you'll be uh, my disciples. You know, Pastor and I were talking about this not long ago, how that there are many Christians, but not as many disciples. And um, Jesus told us to make disciples. Amen? He's the only one that can make a Christian. In other words, he's the only one that can make a person be born again, that can provide a new birth. Let me put it this way. Right? But uh, he sent us, and that's all of us, to make disciples of all nations. And he said, continue in my word, and then you will be my disciple. My disciples. So, how many disciples we have here tonight? Amen. <laughs> People that show up on Wednesdays are disciples. <laughs> Amen. So, Proverbs 18, 14. Praise God. And of course, you know what a disciple means. is to be one that sets themselves under a teacher and that is the Holy Spirit, that's the Word of God, that's Jesus, the Father, amen. And, uh, and, and they learn. A disciple is a learned one, one that learns. One that disciplines uh, himself or herself. That's where the word discipline comes from. Amen. So, praise God. Well, we could go there and we could have a sermon about that. <laughs> but but we're, we're going to continue today um, about the renewing of our minds. We want our minds renewed. I shared with you, I believe it was last week, that uh, Brother Hagen really um, drilled it into us that after being born again, the most, the second most important thing and the thing that was going to make um, life as a Christian succeed or not was the renewing of the mind. Amen. We need to know what God thinks, what, how God does things. Amen. And adjust our lives accordingly because that's what a disciple does. Amen. And so we'll start in Proverbs eighteen fourteen. You have it there, and we're basing this is one of our key scriptures. The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble, but a weak and broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? So we see that it takes a strong spirit to sustain you. It takes a strong spirit. Strong spirit is necessary so that when difficult times come, trials come, you see, you're going to be sustained. You're going to be kept. Amen? We are kept by the power of God. We're kept by the word of God that abides in us. Amen? And so we've, we feed on the Word of God because Jesus placed such an importance on it. 
he, Jesus taught his disciples, abide in me and let my word abide in you. And we, we, how was it that Jesus could tell the Father that without him uh, he could do nothing? And so it's the same thing with us today. Without him we can do nothing. Without his word, we cannot overcome. But thank God we have his word. And we've deposited in our lives. I mean, some of you have been um, putting the word of God, letting the word of God rule and reign in your heart and in your mind for years. So when difficult times come, you have a reserve. Amen? And so then... You choose to think the right way. And you choose to rely and, and uh, um, rest, you see, on the power of the Word of God that is alive uh, inside of you. Amen? There was a song we used to sing. And there was a David Ingalls song. And I still refer to it, you know, my personal life uh, very often. The word is working mightily in me. Amen. No matter what the circumstance, the song says, no matter what I feel or see, the word is working mightily in me. Amen. So it's the, it's the importance that we're placing here, the, the word of God is placing, is on developing a strong uh, spirit, strong spirit man. Uh, when uh, Pastor and I served at Grace Fellowship in Tulsa, Oklahoma, while we were going to Rama for two years, we served in the children's ministry. And one of uh, one of my f- favorite lessons was a lesson on uh, for the children on spirit, soul, and body. And um, we would teach them. Uh, how to the, the the importance of having a strong spirit, and so do you remember that lesson? I had these 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 men that was a spirit, you know, and then uh, the same. The, the it looked it looked like the same in the outside, but of the soul and of the body, you know. But the spirit was strong, <laughs> and what caused then then the body to be strong and the mind to be strong, uh, or the the uh, soulish part of man. You know, the kids got it; they were getting it, and we were teaching what we do, you know, to feed everyone. But how that we feed on the word of God? Oh, praise God! And they they wanted to eat the word of God. Remember. <laughs> it was it was really good. Anyway, déjà vu. Um, I wasn't even thinking about that. So so let's go to um, Isaiah fifty five, verses eight and nine, and then um, we'll go into into the lesson for today. We said after the new birth, nothing is more important than the renewing of the mind. Yet we're still talking about the subject of divine healing. But you see, to walk in divine health, 
because that is God's best. Divine health. Or if you're in need of healing, uh, it, it, it is necessary to have a strong spirit and that your mind be renewed to the Word of God. Amen. So we want to, and that's the majority of the lesson will be on how to think correctly. How do we know that we're believing correctly? Uh, and so let's go ahead and read Isaiah 55. Uh, this is, of course, uh, the Lord God speaking of himself. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Praise God. We'll leave it there. The following verses are good too, but just wanted to show you these. So, as we study... And we think on, think on, is another way to say meditate on, ponder on, give attention to the Word of God. See, we don't just, we don't just hear it and then wait till next Sunday. But you see, we, we want to practice the, the, the Word of God, and it says, that we ought to meditate. You see, it's, it, we profit by it. So, um, like we've said before, take a scripture. You know, always have a scripture that, that, you're, that you're thinking on. Amen? That you're meditating on. That you're asking the Lord to give you more Understanding, more revelation, more light, you know. Um, so, praise God, as we study, meditate, to know his thoughts, then, then we can dare to think God's thoughts after him. Amen? That really is the goal. The Lord has made it attainable. He has given us his word. He has given us his thoughts. He has shown us his ways. You know, the psalmist said to the Lord, show me your ways that I may walk with you. But you know what? We're here on the other side of redemption, and he's shown us his ways. Amen. If, if, if we don't know his ways, is that we've not read the word of God. You know, and of course we get to we get to understand his ways better every day. And more of them, you know. None of us um I mean let me put it this way, it's it's such a wonderful privilege to be around people that know God's ways in a deeper way than you do. I don't know if you agree with that, but you know I I so appreciate those opportunities, you know, that the Lord has granted Pastor Jim and me, and we just, we just, they are quiet, and we just want to hear everything they have to say. Amen. And um, we were changed 
by that. So we can, we can think God's thoughts after him. Did you remember, did any of you grow up this way? Hearing people in the church say, well, you never know what God's going to do. Did you ever hear that? Because, you know, some of you are young enough, you might not have. Uh, but I did. You never know what God's going to do. And so then, you think that way too. You know, wonder what God's going to do. <laughs> till, till you come to know better, you come to be taught better, and you realize that there's no one more stable, more reliable. Amen. Because people are fecal. Some people, not, not any of you, not any of us. <laughs> But some people, you know, you never know what they're going to come up with that day. Right? Uh, but, but God is consistent. He, yeah, he's a God. And, and he's not, but the good thing is that he's not boring either. <laughs> Amen? And, and he does surprise you. But he surprises you. In line with his word. You know, he does have surprises. And he does have, wow. You know, where did this come from? But, but, it's, but it's in line with his character. Amen. And you know, you know it's God because it's recognizable. It's because you know his character. So, so praise God. I um, wanted to just go over a couple of statements that we brought last week and that link with what I have for today. Your mind matters and how your body functions. So we want to have our mind flooded with the Word of God. We want to think um, through through the lens of redemption. We want to, to, to have thoughts that are, that are pure. By that I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're pure gold. They've been tried. You know, they're, they, I, I, I want to have thoughts that they have been tried by the fire of God and there's no impurity, you know, left. Um, praise God. And the Word of God does that. Amen. Then we know that, that, uh, that we can have God's ways. Amen. Um, and, and so our, our mind matters as to how our body is going to function. They're connected. God made us spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. Let me simplify it. The enemy will try to attack your mind so that he can in turn bring these ease to your body. Okay? 
And so gone are the days that God's people think, my thoughts are not hurting anybody. They don't know what I'm thinking. It's not hurting anything. But your thoughts do hurt you. Okay? Uh, they hurt you or they, they, they help you. They produce life. Okay? You see, we, we, we read a lot in the scripture about the power of the tongue. But the tongue is fueled by the mind. What you, t what you talk, you have thought at some point or another. Okay? And so the most important foundational thing to get right, we said that last week, is how you think. The most important foundational thing to get right is how we think. What we believe, now we'll continue, what we believe is a result of our thinking. I'm going to prove it to you in the Word of God. You do not believe different than you think. Okay, so what you believe is fueled, we could say, by your thinking. If you think wrong, you will believe wrong. All right, so that's why the Word of God gives a lot of importance to our mind, to what we think on. When I see some scriptures like that, you see. And, that's, and, and we start as children, you know. And I don't say these in an accusatory uh, manner. I hope you don't get it like that. Uh, or I, I, I would hope I'm not coming across that way. This is not a, a fault finding, but this is just revealing what, what the Spirit of God wants us to understand. Because all of us are in a process of transformation through the renewing of our mind. And the more that our mind is renewed and that we accept the right thoughts, the more that our lives will be transformed. So see, it doesn't matter where we started. You know, all of us, all of us, we're up to a certain point, you know, product of, of our environment. Um, but you know what? Um, we cannot hold our parents or teachers or whoever else are responsible because they got it somewhere. <laughs> they had to live with themselves, <laughs> right? And so we show mercy. Amen. But we lay hold of the Word of God. Amen. Because the Word of God is, is what produces life. Thank God. Okay, so we continue. I think that we made that clear. If we think wrong, we will believe wrong. If, and if our believing is wrong, 
then our confession is going to be wrong. Now, you understand this word confession is not necessarily that understood by everybody. Uh, now, all of us do here. We're of one mind. But, but some, some uh, um, I guess, certain sections of the church, uh, brothers and sisters, might just be uh, tripping by that word confession, even though it's in the Word of God. And so you can call it affirmation. You can call it, you know, the, the, what to proceed, the, 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 your affirmations, the things that, that, uh, that you talk about. Uh, they're important. Like I said a while ago, and Pastor Jim has majored on that many times, there are scriptures upon scriptures that talk about the importance of what comes out of our mouth, our tongue. You know, um, I was just sharing with somebody a book by Pastor John Osteen that he wrote, There's a Miracle in Your Mouth. Um, in your mouth, there's a miracle. And, and it's true. Um, and so, let's go to Mark eleven twenty three and see these. Uh, so, of course, none of us are bothered by the word confession because we understand that the word of God uh, talks a lot about it, and it's not just confession of sins. And then the main confession of Jesus as Lord, right? When we believe in our hearts, we confess him as Lord. But then uh, it goes on. And, and through the epistles and Hebrews and so forth, there's a lot talk, taught about confession. And in fact, one of the ministries of the Lord Jesus Christ, because the Lord Jesus Christ's ministry is not over yet, <laughs> he's got a heavenly ministry toward us, and one of them is that he is the high priest, he is the apostle and high priest of what? Our confession. Our confession. Some translations say our profession, but it's the word confession. So in other words, he comes for, word, for the words of our mouth. And he can bring the words of our mouth, you know, that proceed out of a heart. And he, can, he brings them, you see, as, as, a, um, as a defense lawyer would before the Father. Lord, this is what they're saying. He'll never take the place of the accuser. Never. There's an accuser of the brethren, and that's the devil. Not Jesus. He'll never, he'll, he'll never accuse you. But he'll come with those words of faith, and he'll defend you. He'll, he'll say, look at what they're saying. He's the apostle and the high priest of our confession. High priests used to deal with other things. They used to deal with the blood. But that's done once and for all. But now, you see, he deals with our profession of faith, with our confession. Amen? That's why in, in Revelation it is said that they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the, what? The word of their testimony. So, 
You can call it confession. You can call it your testimony. That's another word that you can uh, that you can use. So Mark eleven twenty three. You all know these. We won't spend too much time there. I don't think, unless the Holy Ghost changes my mind. Uh, but we're going to see here what Jesus said about a, a confession, because we will not be able to make the right confession until our thinking is right. You see, sometimes to get from, from here to receiving our answer from the Lord, that we know is our right as a redeemed, from here to here, all that is missing is the right thinking so that the right confession will come out of our mouth, consistent. Amen? So we're after right thinking. Uh, you know, I don't know about you, but that is how I approach the study of the Word of God or of books on certain subjects when I've, when I've been uh, attacked in my body, and I knew, I mean, I, that I, 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 got it, I got my mind renewed about that. It's not God's will that I be sick. It's not God's will that I have pain. It's not. It, amen? And so it, it's not God's will that I, that I be weak without strength. Amen? It's not God's will that I be oppressed, tormented, sick, sick and lame. <laughs> to quote a song. Amen? That's not God's will. So if it's not God's will, whose will is it? Am I going to let the will of the devil come into my life? No, when the word of God said to me, resist the devil and he will flee. And the Bible tells me, do not give place to the devil. Amen. So, and that, and the same goes for worry, for fear. Amen. For, for tormenting thoughts, depressive thoughts, failure thoughts. Amen. Um, lack of finances thoughts. I mean, just put it there. Right? Unhappy thoughts, etc. I mean, just put the list there. Amen. Um, so, so, so let's go ahead and read these. These, these are the words of Jesus. It's happening to, the, to me today. I'm thinking about David, David Ingalls a lot. <laughs> he uh, had a song that said, "These are." the words of Jesus, and my authority. That's what the song said. Do you remember that one, Joyce? <laughs> and actually, it was about Mark eleven twenty three. Mark eleven twenty three is real to me. And right next door is Mark eleven twenty four. <laughs> These are the words of Jesus, and my authority... Mark eleven twenty three, help me. And Mark eleven twenty four, don't you know that song? Okay. Well, you're all younger ones. No, you just were not after. 
uh, David Ingalls Lab Weaver, but he wrote the finest songs, and he wrote them for Dad Hagen out of some of the messages that he wrote. So that was a real fun one. Right next door, Mark eleven twenty four. <laughs> oh man, that man can play the piano like an like I like you and I can slice a piece of bread. <laughs> My goodness, what what uh, um, what a joy to listen to him. He still sings these songs that he wrote. And um, Tulsa, when we're in Tulsa, he has a radio program, and we still hear him when we're there, praise God. So, verily I said unto you, Jesus said, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Jesus said that. So call it confession, or call it what you say. What comes out of your mouth. If your believing is wrong, what you say is going to be wrong. And so Jesus said, what you believe in your heart and you say with your mouth, that's what you're going to have. You see, you're not going to have what you wish you had. That's what the Bible says. You're going to have what you believe in your heart and say with your mouth. Amen? Um, so what you have is an expression of what you truly believe in your heart and you're saying with your mouth. I didn't, I didn't say that. Jesus said it. Amen? So we learned a long time ago. When you first learn these, sometimes you might not like to hear it too much because you don't think it's fair. But you know what? It's Bible. So whether we like it or not, it is fair because God is fair. God is true. But our concept of fair might, might need a little bit of correction. <laughs> Amen. Thank God the Lord is more than fair with us. He's, he's, he's good to us. Whether we have deserved it or not. You know, because he has already resolved within himself that he loves us, that he's, that he's going to be good to us every day of his life, and that's going to be eternity. <laughs> Amen. But Mark eleven twenty three, put it up there again, darling. Um, if we believe Jesus said, Jesus said that he that does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things which he says will come to pass, he will have whatsoever he says. So, you know, I had to learn a long time ago. 
It's not what you say one time. It's not what you say in church. It's, it's not what you say when you when you're, you know, when you're just really a beat. It's not what you said um, say just right after you read the word. But it's what you say all the time. Amen. So we resolve, we're going to be one. We're not going to change what we say. Amen. We're going to say what the Word says. What the Word says I am, that's what I am. Amen. What the Word says that I have, that's what I have. What the Word says I can do, that's what I can do. You know, it just, there was one time in my life when I had to realize, you know what? I have no opinion of my own. And that's, I, Lydia, can be a very opinionated person. No. <laughs> it's not that I cannot Go in circles. <laughs> but I had to I had to realize, you know what? Let God be true. Before God, I have no opinion. You know, I never did like to tell you the truth. Uh, I did not uh, have a problem. Uh, in my own experience, uh, following the leadership of my parents, because I did have respect for them. So I did not have a problem uh, with rebellion. Um, so right there, I didn't, you know, I, I really, I respected my dad, thought highly of him, and so he, what he wanted, we did. Um, but you know what? I uh, I never really liked it, and I don't know why, when parents would say, because I said so. Now bear with me. Because I was naturally one of these people that would like to be given a reason so that I can think too. But to tell you the truth, when you really respect a, per a person, but you see you have to grow in respect. What I say, you grow in respect, and a person, if you're going to respect somebody, they have to be respectable, right? So not every person is like that in your life, right? You don't just submit just to anybody. I don't know about you, but I don't. Do you? You have to know them, right? Um but 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 what about God? What about God? You know what? When it comes to Him, I I I totally say you said it. That's it. I don't have to understand the A through Z because I trust you. Amen. Because I trust you. And I, I believe that you know what you're doing and you know a lot more than I do. 
Amen? So let his word be your guide. Um, so we'll, we were talking about, we'll not be able to make the right confession until our thinking is right. So you see, Jesus was, was talking about faith in the heart, no doubting in the heart, no doubting in the heart, and, but believe, you see, to believe with your heart. And then the things that you say, uh, also believe that the things that you say will come to pass. And then he says, you'll have whatsoever you say. But, but, but you see, you're not going to believe right in the heart and therefore say the right thing so that you can have the right results until uh, your thinking is correct. Your thinking is right. Amen? So, um, so we're going to look at that a little bit. Let's go to um, Proverbs 3, 5. I have have one, two, three, four scriptures to go to. And we're going to see some things about the mind. I know that for many of us this is review, uh, but Proverbs 3, 5 is talking about trusting the Lord with all your heart and leaning not on your own understanding. Okay? So, so all of us have our own understanding based on our experiences, based on what we our observations, um, the teachings we have received, um, you know, different ideas, different ideas. People that are uh, raised in other countries don't necessarily think like us. You know, um, I, per one, can testify to that. Um, i I had known Americans. We had had Americans in my parents' home since, well, actually, when my, I was born when my dad was in a seminary. It was Southern Baptist Seminary in Barcelona, and most of the teachers were American people. Um, at the time, they're not anymore, but at that time, they were. And... Um, you know, I grew up knowing that many of them, uh, I thought we were family. I would call them uncles. You know, so even though I knew um, Americans, I hadn't lived here. It was different. You know, when I came, my, my thinking uh, was a European thinking. Don't shoot me. <laughs> uh, but thankfully, it was back then. You know, not, not, not the things that are going on in the, it's going to be 46 years this July that I've been in the U.S. So anyway, I remember the day when, they, when all of a sudden I realized I can think through an American mind. You know, because to, to be honest with you, there were some things that scared me a little bit. Like in the middle of the night, one night my husband gets up <laughs> with a... You're going to have to raise that from there. <laughs> it's okay with this congregation. But anyway, 
And I thought, what in the world is going on in this country that people have to, uh, you know, own guns and think that they're going to have to use it with someone that is going around their home? I wasn't used to that. So I just got under the covers. <laughs> And I thought, we're back in the jungle. <laughs> I thought I came to America and not Africa. <laughs> anyway, praise the Lord. But I, um, I learned. <laughs> I learned. Praise the Lord. So this is what the Lord is saying. Don't lead to your own understanding. You may, each of us may have a different understanding. But the Lord says, trust me. Trust me. Have trust in me. Amen? And did you know, that means that the Lord knows, you see, he, he knows better because he's all wisdom. I cannot ask somebody to trust me that doesn't know me. It wouldn't be fair to them. Amen? Now, like my husband can tell me, trust me, and I'll trust him. We have history. Amen. So you know when the Lord, when the Word of God tells us trust in the Lord, how how can He say that to us? You see, because He's put His Spirit in us, because He's given us a new nature. He's claimed us as His own. You know. And, and, he, and, and from the moment that we're born again, we have what it takes to trust him. Because he is our father. Amen? You don't have to take years and years to get to trust him. But the more that you walk with him, the more that you know him, the easier it's going to be to trust him. Amen? So he says, trust, trust him. You know, people that have trust issues with the Lord, God's people that have trust issues with the Lord, they have let themselves be affected by thoughts of the enemy. Amen? Think about that. Because, because there's no one that's more trustworthy than him. Amen? So let's go to another scripture. Uh, let's go to 2 Corinthians 10.5. And you'll see that there's things that were told about how to think. Um, thoughts can come into our minds. I wanted to remember to say these. Thoughts can come into our minds from two different sources. In other words, the thoughts that come into your mind, into my mind, our minds, do not always originate in our minds. Have you ever heard these these uh, uh, sentence? Do, don't don't always believe what you're thinking. Have you heard that? Don't don't believe what you think all the time. Hear these and, and keep that in mind. 
Okay, because not every thought that comes to your mind originates in your mind. The devil will attack your mind. He'll come with thoughts to make you think that they're so real. But you see, that's why it's so necessary that you know what the Word of God says about all kinds of matters, all kinds of subjects. So you can say, nope, that's not, that doesn't, that doesn't come from my spirit. You see, so thoughts are going to come to your mind either externally or internally. Internally, in other words, from your, from your inner man. So that is, from the, that would be from the Lord, okay? Or externally. Uh, from the outside, the devil puts thoughts in our minds from outside ourselves. You see, and, um, and then the thoughts from God are going to come from within us. All right? So they come from our spirits, from our recreated spirit into our mind. Amen? That's why we want to be spirit-led. Spirit-led. Amen? The Lord talks to us through our spirits. And then we receive those thoughts in our minds. Okay? Uh, let's go, actually, I had another scripture that had led us to. We'll go there later. Let's go to Philippians 4.8, because I'm seeing the time. We'll have to do that some other time, because this, this goes more with what I just said. This is what the Word of God tells us that we're to think on. Okay, so as we learn and as we mature in the Lord, we're able to distinguish uh, quicker what thought we are to reject and what thought were to meditate on. Amen? And, and so Philippians 4.8 is very uh, clear. Do you have it, sweetheart? And this is, this is a wonderful way for us to have the mind of Christ. The Bible tells us that, um, and, and I'll... I'll give you the address there, 1 Corinthians 2.16. We don't have to go, time to go there. But that is where the Bible teaches us to have the mind of Christ. You see, have the mind of Christ. And so the only way we can have the mind of Christ is, is to study his word, to believe it, and to act on it. Amen? Praise God. And, boy, I tell you, this is just wonderful. It's wonderful to live a life um, with the mind of Christ and surrounded by people that have the mind of Christ. Amen. Praise God. Glory to God. I, that is 100%, 100% reliable to keep from Dementia, Alzheimer's, all those others that seem to plague so many precious people. It's not a God. 
It's, it comes from a wicked spirit. And so the best way to keep, to, to keep from that, you know, and there's research today, and I accepted good things, um, you know, good, good uh, brain food diet and, you know, and different things, I'm, you know, and exercise, keep, keeping active, you know. Um, and uh, uh, there's, there's many practical things, God-given, but let me tell you, number one thing is to have the mind of Christ. We are to major on desiring it. Amen? To, to sing God's way. To, to, to be obedient to it. To act on it. And so here, here this is so simple. All of you could quote this scripture. Um, we're going to do the... We're doing the King James. That's fine. The Amplified is wonderful. Other versions are wonderful. Um, the Amplified would take a little longer. <laughs> Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are a good report, either be any virtue, and either be any praise, think on these things. The Bible tells us what to think on. You want to give us the Amplified just for one phrase there? Uh, somebody would say, well, but, but what I'm thinking uh, on is true. Let's say that you're thinking about, you know, the, the, you're getting the thought of what somebody did to you. Somebody treated you wrong. Well, it, it's true they did it. But is that the truth that that scripture is talking about? No. You know, it's something that happened, but God didn't have anything to do with that. God didn't have anything to do with the, with the negative, hurtful words that people have said to you or the, the hurtful actions that people have done to you. Amen? Uh, the things you have suffered, the injustices. God didn't have a thing to do with it. There may have been some Christian people, even spirit-filled. hate to tell you, but in my short life I've known that those things are possible. <laughs> you know? Somebody got in the flesh. Somebody was not practicing the mind of Christ. Somebody got selfish. Somebody was reacting to hurts that they themselves went through. So what do we do in that case? Do we become victims? And for the rest of our lives? No. We arm ourselves with the strength of God. Amen. And we, we leave all that at his feet. And we let the Lord heal us because he's anointed to do it. And we receive it. Amen. And we give the blackest eye to the devil. 
walking the rest of our lives like if we had had perfect upbringings. Amen. And perfect heavenly home lives. <laughs> Amen. We're going to irritate the devil. And not let him irritate us and take the joy out of our lives. Amen. I know a Jesus that heals. I know a Jesus that not only heals bodies, but he heals minds. And he heals emotions. Amen. He heals the brokenhearted. He sets the captives free. Amen. His anointing takes care of the bruising that people have, have been subjects of, you know, here on the earth. And you can go on like if nothing ever wrong had happened to you. Amen. And it's all by the power of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We're not victims. We're victors. Amen? And so we can, you know, give a testimony at some time or another, but then we get to the point that we don't even want to talk about it because we know ourselves in Christ. We know ourselves victorious. Amen? We, we live a life of forgiving everyone that has done us wrong. Amen? Everyone that may have thought wrong of us, that might have done wrong, that may have disappointed us, that may have hurt us, that might not have understood us, that might not have been there for us. Glory to God, we're free. And nobody owes us anything. You know what I mean? You get to the point that nobody owes you anything. Nobody even knows you to come and tell you, oh, I'm so sorry I treated you so wrong. Because you think, what? Really? I didn't even notice. Because I'm so free. You may think, well, you hid your head under the sand. <laughs> no, you know what? I hid my hand, head under the blood of Jesus. <laughs> Glory to God. I got it submerged there. Amen? So I encourage you, practice these things. Jesus said, for the rest, brethren. Well, let me finish with these because he was talking about how to live a life free from worries and anxieties. How to live a life in peace. You know, uh, I took a little time today and I prayed for Israel. The, the, uh, um, you know, the, the, the God bombed like over 200 times, almost close to 300 uh, bombs, you know, uh, rockets. And uh, you hear things going on here, you know, what is the government doing? Or what? But you know what? The Word of God abides forever. And it tells me not to have any anxiety. Amen. And, 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 and he teaches me the way to peace. 
that I can go to bed every night in peace. Amen. Harmony with God. Having nothing against anyone. On purpose. Forgiving everyone. Amen. And if I think that I have offended, I'm going to ask forgiveness. <coughs> Amen. Lord, I, I, I love peace, don't you? I love peace of mind. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so it says, whatever is true, what is true, the word of God, what he's done for you. See yourself through the cross, through, through the resurrection. <laughs> See yourself seated in heavenly places in Christ. Amen? And, and then all of those things. It says, uh, whatever is kind, lovable, winsome, gracious, if there's any virtue and excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh. Uh, this is what I was going. Think on and weigh and take account of these things. So, so, so we're going to finish with these. Don't just, this is the way to determine what are thoughts that come from your spirit into your mind. The, the thoughts from your spirit into your mind are going to be, first of all, those thoughts that you take uh, the Word of God and you meditate it. You see, you occupy your mind in what you ought to occupy it on purpose. Don't just be idle with your mind and let just anything come in. You see, uh, the, you, you take charge and you put the Word of God there. Think on, weigh, and take account of these things. Fix your mind on them. Amen? Glory to God. And this is a way to train to turn your spirit. Then when you need specific from the Lord, because we all, you know, need to make decisions, things that you don't necessarily have a verse to go to, you know, but you'll know how to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit in your spirit. And you'll learn to recognize thoughts that come from Him. Amen? Uh, and so reject any thought that's going to put you in a negative train of thought. And uh, reject any type of thought that is going to have you think evil of somebody else or do evil, retaliate. Uh, re you know, re reject any thought that is going to... Um, you know, to put to put you to 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 make it bluntly, uh, to put you down, depressed, or put somebody else down. Amen. The devil uh, battlefield is the mind. Amen. Yet the mind is a. Uh, What I say, it is it is such a place of triumph. 
for the Christian that practices the Word of God. Because as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So we think on purpose. We think the thoughts of God. Amen? We think higher thoughts. Glory to God. Amen? God has brilliant thoughts. He wants to give you ideas, concepts. He he wants to make you a genius. Amen? Some of you already are. (laughs) But... He, he, he'll make you look good. He, he'll help you look good and people think you're wise. <laughs> you have answers just because you've listened to him and think on those things that the Word of God says to think on. Amen? It will be health to your body. It'll be It'll be marrow to your bones. It'll be health to your flesh. Amen. So, Father, we thank you. Your thoughts are so good for us. You want us healthy in body. You want want us strong in spirit. And you want us wise and stable in our minds. And so we give you all the glory and all the praise. Father, we just bless everyone here tonight in your name. and the authority of your name. We thank you, Lord, for your protection over them. We thank you, Lord. Angels, we release angels to keep them safe from all harm, injury, and destruction. We thank you, Father God, for your goodness and for your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Think about this as you go. Your, your thoughts either give God dominion over your life or Satan dominion over your life. Your, and your, your thoughts, too. Uh, your brother Hagen used to, um, used to say your words. Uh, will give God dominion over your lives or um, or Satan dominion over your lives. Well, we just learned that your that your words come from you see you're gonna you your confession will be right if your thinking is right. So you see, you can say the same thing about your words that you say about your thoughts. So think about that. Do you want to give God dominion over your life or Satan dominion over your life? Amen? That's a good good way, good practical way to put a guard on, on, on your heart and on your mind. Yep, oops, nope. Nope, I'm not going to give the devil dominion. I'm going to give God dominion. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you for coming. You're just 